Hello, dear listener, and welcome, as always, to your Wonder Adventure podcast, the podcast where we have strong opinions about corn. You, you can bet your rose on it. That is what we care about, corn. We're going to till your opinions tonight. The man you're hearing give his opinions on corn, that's Tyler Sims. Tyler, how are you? I'm doing all right. There's, yeah. also, there's also another man. He's quite, there, there's that man in the corner, that got, man in the spot. Got nothing to say about uh, corn this week. Really? Nothing. This is going to be the corn cast. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. Well, that's Sam Rennick who's walking out the door, or I guess you're not Max Mango or whatever you were last week. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I was very confused <laughs> he, by he that. He broke a <laughs> DNR report with Monsanto, so he can't mention any more about Ooh. corn. All right, so. yeah. yeah. Sorry. Quiet, <laughs> quiet. Uh, and this is a this is a rare occasion for us. We have the same folks. We're we're doing a double. We have the sequel, s- sequel. <laughs> That's right, Tyler. That is the sequel sound bite or a sound bite from a mattress sale. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the sequel mattress sale or the sequin mattress. Don't sale? lie down on this deal. <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> it- Continue, sir. Yeah, no, there's no continuing from that. Well, we, yeah, here we are. Um, Garrett, Tyler, and Sam, once again, here to entertain your ears. And uh, Sam, you started last week, so. I did. Oh, wait, did Tyler start? I, I started last week. Well, then, hey, Tyler. Hey, Garrett. How are you? I'm okay. I'm all right. I've, I've been worried about you. Why is that? Because I really need to know what you've done this week. Um, Finished up a lot of what I mentioned last week, so. Pretty much closed out the first season of The Strain. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did the vampires win? Kind of. Oh. Yes. So I will say that um, I did enjoy how they said that very nicely for season two without too many like cliche-ish cliffhanger you know, tropes that are used a lot of times in these shows, especially with horror. Um, and I also finished watching Penny Dreadful's first season. So you mentioned way, Penny Dreadful a, a couple while ago. Weeks back. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of like just like, oh yeah, I didn't even finish the first episode, which I know in its own kind of does not speak well to like the show, but the show's great. I just literally forgot about that I hadn't finished the first season yet. So favorite uh, episode with char- with a character in it. Um, wait, that. Favorite really, episode. really like, um, and I'm just kind of because I was a fan of the book back in the day. The, I guess you could say the most Frankenstein-centric episode, basically like the monster going through the creation process, and right. you know, kind of retell. If you've read the book, retelling the process of like how he basically had to learn about the world on his own, and basically developed his anger and angst against Victor Frankenstein. Which, again, the the series is like the most well-written. 15-year-old fan fiction, you can imagine, and I mean that in the best way possible because it's yeah. quite literally like, oh, what if Victor Frankenstein teamed up with a medium who hunts vampires in Victorian England, and it works somehow. Then, so Then you get hmm. the order, 1849, mm-hmm. whatever that game was. And the guy who <laughs> looks like Dorian Gray looks like he's constantly posing for an underwear ad. Wait, Dorian Gray's in this? Yes. Ooh, you may have sold me. Yes. <laughs> I love me some Oscar which Wilde. I would, which, again, I'm like... Guess a, a little age appropriate, but very young Dorian Gray, even for the character that I would consider. Hmm. But does a good job in yeah. terms of like really plays the hedonistic card. Yeah, I was very, about to say very, very heavily plays that. A lot so. of a lot of things featuring Dorian Gray in them. Well, I guess the only other movie I can think of off the top of my head would be other than the Dorian Gray movie would be League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, I like this Dorian Gray much better than Stuart Townsend's yeah. Dorian Gray. Well, I mean, you know, that the Dorian Gray I've read about is supposed to be, of course, hedonistic, but basically nothing's off limits to this guy. Nope. Is no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. They, they, def- they extrapolate on that a lot, which is like in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he's like, well, I'm a badass because I can't die. It's like, no, this, this Dorian Gray plays much more about in subtle ways. He's like, well, what's your favorite, like, record? And he's like, I don't have one. I've listened to them all. Like, he literally has this, like, heavy boredom about everything about him because he has done everything. Yeah. And he has no taste for life in some way. Hmm. So, anyway, did that. And then to close up, started playing the Borderlands pre-sequel game. <sighs> the one Borderlands I have not played. I am about an hour into it. Um, I'm enjoying it. And in case you don't know... Just a little bit of background. You are not on Pandora. You're on one of the moons of Pandora. Now, are you? Hang, hang on, real quick, Sam. Have you played the pre sequel? 
I have not. The only Borderlands I've played was Borderlands 2. Okay, all right. Um, what were you in Borderlands 2, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, Ninja Guy, whatever the heck his name is. Zero. Yeah, it was yeah. I Zero. I was the Gunzerker myself. Um, but is this the moon that the Hyperion Big H? Yes, it's, it's, okay. it's right beside it. Essentially, um, it, it, you can already tell they're going to the whole like this is before you know Jack was evil, and you're supposed to assume that the game is going to show you why Jack became evil. Which again, maybe I'm in the minority. I never played Borderlands two and wanted the full backstory on Handsome Jack. I just assumed he was the main villain. I accepted that, but this game is pretty much going to show you whether you want to know or not what the backstory of Handsome Jack is. Which I think, you know, you you said you played two, Sam. I think that that is, um, I think that's an important thing to make with Handsome Jack. Yeah, he's an interesting character. I definitely would like to, I would like to see it explored. I'd, I'd play it. Well, there there were a lot of people, sorry, uh, there were a lot of people that said, like, or not a lot, there was a faction of people that didn't like Handsome Jack because he can be, in the game, a little bit of a one-note character. He He has a mission where he will literally pay you to kill yourself. Yeah. Which yep. I thought was hilarious. Yeah, it's and fun. he and he pops in just to make fun of you, even though he's the one trying to kill you, but keeps bringing you back to life. Yeah, I yeah. never had a problem with. That. I liked it. No, no, I always loved him as a character, but I can see people's arguments. Are are you seeing playing the pre sequel? Are you seeing that evolution of? Not really. It's still very early. It is very surreal that Jack still kind of maintains that very dry, sarcastic swagger, but he's not a bad guy. He's like trying to help you. Hmm. So. Can't say it's really out of character because it's the same voice actor and everything. But I guess we'll just see. There is one game mechanic that I'm not really finding annoying so much as it breaks up kind of the flow of good gunplay that I heard a lot of people had a problem with. Because you're on the moon, you're having to find little oxygen tanks all the time okay. to refill your uh, your life support, a so, la Dead Space, you know, I basically. Did, I would like to make a comment here about that. It just reminds me. Um, I kind of like that. It's a refreshing change from uh, Destiny, where uh, you're on the moon and there's no worrying about breathing because of space magic. Yeah, space wizards. But Sam, it's your destiny to be on the moon. And just you know, one more thing about Destiny. Just while we're while I've brought it up, you know, it's interesting to kind of look at the parallels between Borderlands, Borderlands Two, and Destiny. You know, it's there's a similar type of mechanic. I think that. Uh, one thing I've always heard, and, and I think I kind of agree with, is that Destiny sort of controls better, tighter. You know, it has that Halo feel, but Borderlands 2 did everything else better in every single way, other than just the way the game plays. Having not played Destiny, but I have played Borderlands 1 and 2, and Tales from the Borderlands, which I'm really enjoying. Oh, cool. Um, Borderlands has always seemed like the more fun. If you put them both in a room at a party, Destiny would be that guy who's like, Trying to impress you a whole lot and is yeah, like is the douchebag. Yeah, is talented in his own right. Maybe not a douchebag to some, but I think he's definitely a douchebag. Fair enough. I've sank a month of my life into that game. He's a douchebag. Whereas Borderlands would be that dude that shows up, and if it's not your house, you're glad to see him because man, he's awesome to hang out with, and some shit's going to get destroyed. And, and he's self-aware. Yep, of who he is. You're going to have yeah, a story to tell. Yeah, but totally. of, the, of the two, I'm a Borderlands man. I, I have to say, I conclusively am. I am as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'll, I'll play the game to completion. I'm playing the Lawbringer class, which is now who is that? The Gunslinger class, if you will. Oh, is uh, that okay. the, the the sheriff? Yes. The theme? Okay. Yes. Now she appears in Borderlands too. Oh, does she? They don't give her yeah. a real. Ba- a lot of the characters from that one appear in Borderlands too, because who is it? Uh, Herschel Heimlich. Uh, well, there's Wilhelm. Wilhelm. He you, appears as a boss. Mm-hmm. And you see him before he's all super yeah, augmented. Yeah, and Claptrap, well, Claptrap is the mascot of the whole thing, except mm-hmm. you play as him this time. Yep, pretty and much. The, and the only reason I know of the other one, uh, Athena, yes. she appears in the Borderlands um, Telltale game. And I actually had to look up her Wikipedia entry. I was like, who the hell is this? Yep. So what uh, what system are you playing it on? Xbox 360. Nice. So, right on. Yep, enjoying it thus far. We'll give a more comprehensive report when I'm, I guess, you know, closer to yeah. beating it. So. Yeah. No, that's... Uh, I, I've just heard so many things like what you just said about the air mechanic, and I, I guess I got to disagree with you just a little bit, Sam. Um, To me, I think I got killed on that whenever I was Sonic, and I had to go oh, underwater. The and oh, like, the air bubbles. And then he'd die. <laughs> and I think that, that I think that ruined me for life. I really do because when I see a mechanic like that, I'm not gonna say all of them are terrible. This could be implemented very well. I just 
Definitely turns me off. Well, and the thing is, too, is, like, it's real quickly, it's forgiving. Like, there are these little, like, safe zones where if you, you walk on the, like, instantly refill your O2. So it's almost kind of like a mechanic for the sake of there being a mechanic to say, oh, by the way, you're in space. Like, it's not like in dead space where yeah. this is more or less a time trial of you've got to get through this at this time or you'll die. So, But the thing, I, I would say it works in dead space a bit more because it adds to that tension a- absolutely and, and, and it's like and Borel's like no I want to be going like free for all with like shooting guns and yeah. jumping over shit and throwing grenades it's like oh wait a moment gotta stop and you know find air eh, so okay. anyway but that's what I've been up to alright well that's good to hear but after your lampooning destiny I have a question for you Garrett yes Sam what have you been up to this week oh my oh, oh it's been turned around on me <laughs> yeah it just happened How switcheroo <laughs> I'm just going to do bungee Wasted. Are we still doing mattress ads? Question Majaro. <laughs> what? The road no, to El Dorado. No, instead of Kilimanjaro. Oh. Yeah, instead of, yeah, that's I was really confused. Question Majaro. There you go. Well, I'm glad you... <laughs> I'm stretching. Go ahead. I don't ahead. know where I was going. <laughs> I just, oh, this I, is awesome. <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Sam, because I binged watched Wet Hot American Summer. First day of camp. Heck that's yeah. that, dude, that just came on Netflix. I was going to say. Yeah. It, uh, it, I got announced to it Friday at work. I, Netflix will send you a little, like, have you favorited it? You know, for. N- nothing to do this weekend? <laughs> well, plop on down. How lonely are you? <laughs> um, no, I've been looking forward to that since they announced it. And I. Sam knows this probably. You both know this probably better. I'm so hipster in the fact that when something like this comes out, I'm usually like, ugh, it'll never be as good as this thing that was before. That is accurate. As you are sewing patches on your toms. Yes, that, <laughs> that is what I do. Um, I was actually, I really was not like this with this. When I saw they got all the original cast, and that the huge joke with the whole thing was, yeah, we've pretty much got the whole original cast, and we're just playing it up like they're the same. You know, the joke, of, to me, one of the big jokes of the movie was you've got these 20-something, 30-something-year-old actors pretending to be 16. Yep. Now they're like 40s-ish or above, and they're pretending to be 16. That's pretty great. It, it, it works to its favor, and if you have any lingering questions, such as how did uh, Tom, or what's his name, H. Benjamin? H. John Benjamin. H. John Benjamin. How did he become a talking can? Well, they explain that. <laughs> the pressing cinematic questions. I, in all honesty, because, you know, in, that, in the movie, that's like an ending joke, and no one, he was, no one really knew who he was then. He wasn't as popular as he is now. But but yeah. the other reason this works is you've got so many great comedians and actors that have just done so many. They've really risen in the ranks since that movie. It's really just good to see them all together again. There's good chemistry. I mean, it just works. You feel like it's a good homage to like the late '80s, early '90s kind of. I, I do movie like you. I don't even think I have to mention the genre of movie. I was like, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, and there's yeah. there's just enough jokes. And one of the key things I think it's important to remember from Wet Hot American Summer, the movie, if you haven't seen it in a while. A lot of the better jokes come from the campers. Like, they got, I think, I don't know if it's the same kid. I didn't look it up, but they got the kid that's doing the radio program. Okay. They got him back for this. And it's pretty good. The two people, I, I think, and the weird guy who acted like he was a computer the whole time. Yep. They got him back. Nice. I don't even know who that was. This is Netflix calling people like, hey, do you got a week? I'm just going to shoot. We'll pay a couple yeah. thousand dollars to yeah. come down and tell some jokes. Well, they've also got, like, they've included some new characters and situations. There's a rich kid's camp across the lake that gets introduced pretty well. Nice. Um, they spy on them all the time with binoculars. Like, these people can be indoors, and these guys are seeing everything through binoculars. Of course. And it's pretty good. Um, the other thing I love is, God, what is the name of the actor who was on 30 Rock and always wears the hats? He, oh, oh. The, the writer guy? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember his name. He well, he of course was in the movie. Right, right. He had a very small role, but he's in this role as the advisor to President Reagan. And there's like a four minute long thing where he tells Reagan some bad news, and Reagan just like slaps him at first, then beats the shit out of him. <laughs> because Be- because, and then he just walks out and eats some jelly beans. It's it's pretty good. But uh, I if you got your Netflix on, which I'm sure you do, the movie's on Netflix, of course. I would actually say you could do it both ways. You could watch the show and then watch the movie, which I might do tonight because I watched the show. I haven't watched the movie again. Okay. Or you could watch the movie and then watch the show. It works both ways. Who directed Heck the yeah. uh, movie? Oh, do you God. remember? I don't, and I don't have it written oh, down. That's okay. 
sick. So a uh, little side comment to what you mentioned about the whole uh, age displacement with playing characters. So yeah. years ago when that whole Grindhouse double feature came out, and of course with it were the attached trailers that they had made. Eli Roth did one for Thanksgiving, which was going to be... Was that Thanksgiving? No, it was called Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. But it was, of course, going to be a 80s-style slasher flick with like a pilgrim killing people. And he said, well, it got such good press. There was, of course, news of making a movie. He's like, well, here's the thing. He's like, no one on the cast is going to be younger than 32. Nice. Because that was like his homage to like 80s movies. Like, oh, they're in high school, and these people are clearly not high yeah, schoolers. Like the, so he was the Breakfast Club, and then Freddie Prince Jr. And yeah, all that. he was like yep. the youngest person on my cast would be like 32 years old. I was Love like, okay, he, he gets it. Yeah. So anyway, I, I actually not take that back. Thanks Killing was the movie about a killer turkey puppet. That okay. murder that is it, no, not it, Eli Roth. It is, it is terrible, and I do not suggest anyone I would watches watch it. that. Yeah, uh, the turkey yeah. has sex with a woman, and it's awful. Oh God! <laughs> then the puppet looks bad too. I mean, there's no redeeming value for that movie. Uh, and to answer your question, director of Wet Hot American Summer, David Wayne. Oh, okay. Yep. Man One. with uh, two first names. Did role models doing doing good? Wonderlust. I was gonna say I don't recognize that name. I didn't enjoy <laughs> role models that much. I it, I just wasn't a fan of it. But I remember uh, watching Wonderlust. Um, I, I, it was not a bad movie, but it was just one of those. Like, of course, everyone remembers it for like Paul Rudd looking in the mirror and oh, making yeah. the dick puns for like two minutes straight. Okay, but now I know what yep. you're talking about. Anyway, <laughs> well, I, I highly recommend it. Like I said, even if you haven't seen the movie, give this an episode. And if you're not kind of hooked, then eh, maybe it's not for you. But oh, fair enough. Or do it either way. That's what I'm saying. I really think they struck a good chord with this. Why are you listening to us, people? You need these recommendations. <laughs> yeah. Why are you listening to Go us, right? Go home and watch. You've been spending your <laughs> whole week saying, what was Garrett watching? Because we're so enlightened to the media. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely didn't have to look up the director. No. <laughs> On the internet. We don't cheat. No. <laughs> um, also, because it, w- it had a sale, and I've never played it. Um, I'm, I'm back into the Sony family with my PS4. I stuck with Xbox mm. up until... It was time for the next I'm gen. Probably join you soon, hopefully. Well, Fair I, enough. I, it's uh, great. They had a sale on some uh, San Santa Monica Studio games. Okay. These are the people that made uh, the Unfinished Swan, um, Flower, and probably mm. the one they're most known for is Journey. Oh God. Yeah. Um, they had a sale on Journey. I'd never played Journey. Pretty much, th- would you say last generation's equivalent of Shadows of the Colossus? Like it's more art than game. I, I really kinda? would actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone. And if you don't know, this studio, this is the game that very clo- came close to not coming out. Like this nearly bankrupted the studio. It's an indie game, of course, and had it not done as well as it did, we wouldn't have Santa Monica. Won anymore. a Grammy for its soundtrack, if I'm not mistaken, oh. or some type of very prestigious the, mainstream award, if the, you will. The sound is beautiful, and uh, I'm gonna—I'll give the spoiler of the game away here. So if you don't want to, maybe skip ahead ten seconds. Okay. Well, oh wait, I, can you make that noise again? There we go. Oh, good. There. Now we're back. So the spoiler of the whole game is you get joined by another pilgrim. It looks like you—you you guys go through the puzzles and traps together. Turns out. You were playing with a real player just like you the whole time. And the game doesn't tell you that. So the Mm. person can act sporadically, you know, because it's another player. And if you didn't, and I think that's what shocked people with the PS3 version. It was like, you didn't, they don't tell you that. Mm -hmm. So you're just like, man, this is a buggy AI. Or or if someone's really good at playing, they're like, man, I like this person. Yeah. Now, due to my bad internet connection, it kind of jumps in and out. So I end up journeying with like eight different people. Ah. All right. But I, all in all, the, the game doesn't punish you if you don't have a companion. You can get through everything by yourself, but the, the parts where I had a companion, I actually liked a lot better. Like, it, sometimes, one time I got a guy who just went off and did his own thing. Like, I didn't follow him. I was busy doing my own thing. Everyone else, we had a good time. We tr- we found the puzzles together. We did stuff. It was it was fun. And I remember one time I got to this big snowy mountain, and the, the, the other player just, like, sat down and faded away, and I actually felt abandoned. I felt alone, and it hurt. <laughs> now, through this sale as well, it's going on to the 4th, so if you're listening this past that, uh, what's up, future people? You missed a sale. I uh, also got Flower, which I'd never played. Okay. And this is the game where you play a gust of wind that takes flower petals. All right. And you... It, it's a really beautiful game, is what I'll say. Cool, very art finished. I've not gotten, I've not played the unfinished Swan, but I might. 
But uh, had a great time with that, and uh, we've got some news from Santa Monica Studios coming up later. But that's, oh, okay. I kind of went through my binge of playing what I would call some of the better artistic games of the PS3. Uh-huh. But speaking of going to the past, I also played the new King's Quest game. <laughs> oh, all right. When I, say, all right yeah. when, when I say Sierra Game Studios, what does that bring to mind? That terrible graphic that would just appear on my Turn old up. computer. Yeah, that looked like a yeah. pyramid or something. It was a sand dune, was it? I think. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, a uh, completely crowdfunded game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sierra is back. They announced last year the founders of Sierra said, hey, you know what? We're going to buy our kind of license back, and we're going to be Sierra Games again. Um, I don't, I've heard mixed reviews from it. It got generally favorable, favorable reviews from the different game reviewing sites. I, as a king, I have played a lot of the King's Quest games. I think I may have missed one or two. Now, for those of you not in the know, King's Quest is a game where you play Graham, or as he becomes known later in the games, King Graham. Graham is an idiot, and much like any adventure, have you ever heard the uh, old tale of an adventure game where like, hey, here's a Yeti, how do I get past it? I throw a pie at it. Yep. (laughs) That's the King's Quest games in a nutshell. Sounds about right. The games kind of over time became, I'm just going to find items and click them on everything, and hopefully it works. Because that's good gameplay. Yeah. It did, it could be very frustrating, it's not for everyone. And that, hence why I said this game may not be for everyone. It's done in a very telltale kind of way. Mm-hmm. They don't do it exactly like telltale, meaning you can die pretty easy in this. Huh. I uh, clicked the wrong thing, and a spiky bed fell on me. Oh. Yep. That was uh, interesting. I do like this, though. So I was gonna, I'm going to mention the voice cast. They got some great voice actors in this. It's being told from the perspective of you are old King Graham, played, voiced by Christopher Lloyd. All right. Love it. Who is not doing his page master voice. Thank he God. He actually sounds like a, well, I know he's an old man in real life. Yeah, but he's he, getting up there. Yeah, he is. And his voice does really well with this. Like, I love him as King Graham. I for, I didn't really find who plays young Graham, but it, it just, it all fits. Okay. But you're telling the stories of your past exploits to your uh, granddaughter. Huh. So, what what, okay. so what's up with the spiky bed? If well, you, well, what I like about it is if you, you if, if you die, it just kind of zooms out and it shows like you and your granddaughter in silhouette talking, and then he says like a bad pun because the whole thing of King's Quest is you get bad puns constantly. Okay. If you die, you get even worse puns. Ha. But he, he like makes a pun, and then the granddaughter's like, "Oh, grandpa, that was terrible. That's just awful." But like, what, what, what was one? It was like I got burned by the dragon's fire, and he's like. I guess I had a roast coming my way. Oh, wow. Oh, it's all terrible. It is all terrible. But then you just click continue, and it starts you back at like a point you were relatively close to. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's episodic, much like the Telltale games. Uh, not uh, not so. The reason it's different to me is there's not so much talking. You, it really is an adventure game in the sense that you're going to find items and things to do, and it's up to you to figure out how to use them. More Monkey Island-esque. A little. Yeah, I would say that. I love um, those games. I wish they'd make a new good one. Oh, that, I would also get into that. But, uh, again, I'm going to get more in the voice cast here. You have uh, Tom Kenny from SpongeBob and Adventure Time. If you hear his voice, you're going to know who he is. Oh, yeah. He plays a merchant in this, and that's the only voice I could recognize him as, but it's it's interesting. He has two goats that have fake horns on them, and he calls them unicorns. <laughs> They're pretty good. Of course. Good. Okay. Um, the, the surprising one for me, because I did not look at the uh, cast list for this beforehand, was Wallace Shawn as one of the rival knights you go for. Ah, Tyler, you look confused. Let me, let me, let me, throw, Enlighten me. Let me throw this line at you and see if you remember him. <clears throat> Inconceivable! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. A little Princess Bride action. Okay. Yeah, they got, he voices a knight called Manny. And uh, he he kind of forms an alliance with you because you're both kind of scrawny, clever guys. Interesting. And uh, fun fact, because I did have this kind of pulled up. They, all right, so when you, again, spoilers, Sam. That was your spoiler noise. Uh, You do something to fight him called the Battle of Wits. When you do this, he puts ah. three glasses in front of you. Oh, um, my goodness. And he it basically is like a nod to his thing, The Princess Bride. You know, I would watch him as a lead in an action movie. I would, too. <laughs> I would, I think too. that would what, be fun. <laughs> what kind of action movie would that be? I'm just imagining Die Hard, but with him. <laughs> 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just, I think that would be great. Die Hard with Nakitoma him. Plaza would be finished. That's <laughs> that's all she wrote that's, there. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's an interesting thing. And also, there's a line of dialogue you can have him say where he goes, I can't believe you'd think that. That's inconsiderate. Nice. And I've got to laugh. Where's my money? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of this. Oh, and um, Zelda Williams of Legend of Korra fame, mostly, that people would know. She plays um, Aimea Blackstone, who's okay. the blacksmith of the town. I didn't end up using her a lot. Uh, you can buddy up with three different shopkeepers, and that kind of determines how you handle challenges. I buddied up with the uh, the chef, the pastry chef. You, you formed a union? I did. Okay. I helped him get married. Okay. And he baked me a pie <laughs> that I used to vanquish a troll. Medieval economies were well, so nice. What I'm saying is that this is a fun game if you're into this new kind of telltale adventure game setting, but this is not exactly like a telltale game. Like, it's actually fun to die in this. This is a forefather DNA in this uh, game. A little bit. They keep that good adventure vibe, but they did take away the whole, like, I found a broom and that's how I end up killing the ice troll. Like, they, they took away the more nonsensical things. Fair enough. In other words, if you logically get something and you think in your head, ah, this might come in handy for this situation, that's probably where it will come in handy. Gotcha. Instead of point, click, and guess. So, yeah, I I'm, I didn't. I only bought the first episode, but I think I'm going to be buying the season pass for this one. Okay, it's, cool. It's good All to right. see them revamp King Graham and his mighty adventures to get the kingdom. You know, I think, there wasn't there like a PC game, like, Mid two thousands, it was just horrible. I mean, they made a they were a remake that so was, there was just a, really. Oh, you bad. mean oh, you mean a PC game? Of King, I thought you meant it was, was there just Quest, a general yeah. PC game in oh. the mid two thousands that was <laughs> yeah, horrible. That was oh uh, uh, no, a King's <laughs> Quest that yeah, I remember reading about. And it was just absolutely a POS. I don't remember. I don't remember if it was that or Ultima. No, there was a King's Quest. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to go look that up. Well, I'm glad to see that a lot of the old helms of King's Quest kind of got involved with this. The other neat thing I'll say is you don't have to have played any of the old King's Quest games. There's some fun Easter eggs and like nods to it here and there, but it'll be just as funny if you don't get the reference sometimes. Fair enough. Cool. So uh, that's where I had fun with that. So that was my weekend. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everyone's just staring at me. Wet Hot American King Quest. So, yeah, <laughs> I guess uh, I guess I should answer your question now, huh, Garrett? Sure. Hey, Sam. Hey, Garrett. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I've missed you. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do this week? Uh, I sat on my ass and watched television. What? That that seems to be what we all did. Yeah, fair enough. No, I um I started watching Mr. Robot on USA. Okay. For anyone not in America, or I guess maybe where this didn't happen, they advertised the hell out of this show. Yeah, they did. And and honestly, I don't expect good TV on USA, typically. I mean, I've not, I can't remember the last time I sat down and binge-watched a show on USA. Was don't, 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 don't anybody write in about Burn Notice, please. <laughs> I, I was, or, or, or like Psych, psych or uh, anything yeah. else, please. I've anyway. never watched any of those shows. I'm I not saying there's not good TV on USA. Maybe I did say that. I didn't mean to say that. I, I just have not enjoyed any TV on USA. I remember I watched a little bit of Psych, and then like I, I remember turned it on one time, and I'm like, done with this show. I've watched it enough. <laughs> I, I just I don't know why. I just I was done watching the show. It, I, I had used it for what it was. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, back to Mr. Yeah. Robot. So, Mr. Robot, for anyone who's not familiar, who hasn't watched all the crazy ads that were out, it's about a hacker guy. And uh, since I've recently gotten into software development, I sort of uh, have a weakness for stuff like that. The whole shtick is uh, that it's kind of like um, the whole thing with Anonymous, if you're familiar with uh, the story of Anonymous recently. Would you say he's a bit of a watchdog? Oh, wow. Um, so, it, it, it's not terrible. It's not great. It's um, it's okay. It's uh, I like one thing I really like about it is that the tech, the way they describe the actual software related things, are not completely bogus. I'm not saying it's a hundred percent legitimate, but you know when he's typing on the screen, it's not gobbledygook. He's actually using genuine Linux or Unix commands. Uh, when so, the, so we're not getting lines like I've got to bypass the ultra filter to get no, past no, the yeah, deca I mean, time. You know, okay. So think about in, in Breaking Bad when he's he's making meth. You know, they're not going to really show you how to make meth, but it's probably fairly accurate to the way everything looks, the way the you know the way things go. 
it's the same kind of thing here. So it's the same uh, the same idea. At one point, there's a, a DDoS attack, and rather than sitting there like frantically typing on the keyboard, he goes and turns the server off. You know, <laughs> this is like, you know, and then and then figures it out. But first thing you do, flip the server off, and then and then you can do your thing. So um, I like that about it. The main guy, Ravi Malik, um, he's been in a few other things. He's great. He does a really good job. He's a uh, uh, makes a very good kind of you know um, kind of brilliant mindish brooding hacker guy. Yeah. Um, there's, a, you know, not to spoil it or anything, but I definitely am getting the feeling there's a Fight Club vibe going Ooh. with uh, Christian Slater, um, who's a, who's the other guy. And even <laughs> there's even a scene where he's he's sitting there talking to Ravi Malik, and they're talking about taking down the credit card companies. <laughs> so, oh, God. <laughs> so they're almost, it seems like in a lot of ways, they're very much literally going the Fight Club core plot, but from the point of view of, you know, like the anonymous hacker groups, and um, I like that. <laughs> I it, like that about it. Is there a hardcore goth punk chick a la Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Uh, there are two of them. Wow. <laughs> of course. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about the hacker community, it is that if you're a female, you have to be fully tattooed and pretty gothy. I was, I was thinking more of uh, Marla from... Uh, Fight Club, <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah. Well, no, she is. I mean, Marla, exactly. Marla just has issues. <laughs> that's exactly. It. I mean, so I guess for me, it's it's getting to be a bit of a guilty pleasure. I mean, I'm four episodes in. Um, it it's got some very obvious tropes that it's using. Uh, but you know, it's it's not not terrible. It's got some. I like the the kind of the way they're exploring the whole anonymous thing, and the and there's another hacker group. So it kind of seems like they're doing the anonymous lolsec whole kind of drama. And that's fun. So, um, you know, if you're into that story, you know, what happened there or what's happening there, you know, maybe check it out. Hacker things have always been hit or miss. I was not a fan of Watch Dogs. Half half do the plot and half do to just how boring it got over time. Uh, then, Then I'm like, I watched the movie Swordfish. There's an old pool. Not a great movie, yet I owned it on DVD. Or a good hacker movie. <laughs> no, yeah, fair no, enough. it was not. And there haven't been many that have made an effort to be in, in any way genuine when it comes to this type of stuff. And this one, you know, it certainly is not a you know a guidebook to being a hacker, but it's you know I, it's at least making an effort, which I appreciate. I just think it's a hard subject to to broach because the people that are into it and have any idea what you're talking about, you can't. If you do stuff that's really real, it's not going to be that impressive, I think. Yeah, but, well, but I mean, Rachel's been watching it with me, and she kind of understands what's going on. But then when they do get into the, the kind of meat of the discussion of about hacking, she's like, I don't know what's going on. So I think they do go a little bit far into that territory of making it sound genuine. But for someone like me, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I understand all the words you're saying. <laughs> but for her, it's uh, maybe fewer. All right. So I don't know. So yeah. maybe not very accessible to... Yeah, I mean, I think se. it it makes an effort to be, but um, you know, in an effort to be genuine, it also goes strays a little bit far into techno, okay. Okay. techno garble. Does anyone ever call him Mr. Roboto? <laughs> Not yet. Oh, okay. Christian Slater is Mr. Robot. So oh, there you go. Gotcha. And I, w- I mean, you got to wonder: is the show doomed because Christian Slater is in it? He's been in a few canceled television shows, but I like the guy. I don't know. I always thought he was. Funny. I guess time will tell. Yeah. Well, did you do anything other than watch? Mr. Robot? I, you know, I think last week I spoke briefly about Hearthstone. I, I did continue playing Hearthstone. <laughs> but although, as I said last week, I will not and have not put a cent into that game. He's he's a week sober still, folks. No. That's the uh, <laughs> Sam are, Rennick. Are you still in that? Are Hearthstone you? capitalistic sober <laughs> goal. I don't know. I'm just creating this. Oh, very yeah. good. Are, are you? I, st- I did spend $200 on a hammock, though, so... Oh, in the game? No, in real <laughs> life. Well, that's good. Something <laughs> so to make you go outside. That's that's good. Fair that's enough. a nice counter purchase to a video game purchase. <laughs> I was hoping the hammock was like one of the really powerful cards. Um, maybe at some point, but uh, you know, it's it's fun. It's um, I, I do like the depth. I made a a mage deck, which is very just. I mean, it's funny how it parallels WoW in a lot of ways, or games like that, where um. You know, I made a, a deck that's very much focused on destroying your opponent very quickly, whereas some of them are more control-oriented and, you know, just, just I'm sure, like Magic or other games. And it, it's fun because it makes the game go really quick. <laughs> Either I die really quick or I kill the other guy really quick. Hmm. So that's kind of fun. So it's all about time for you. I don't know. Maybe. Efficiency. <laughs> yeah. Also uh, dipped a toe into Heroes of the Storm, which Ooh. is the other Blizzard, you know, their little MOBA. I have uh, not tried that at all. Yeah, you know, having... 
really, I mean, I would say Warcraft 3 is one of my favorite games of all time. I loved Warcraft 3. I do that agree. That was an excellent game. And this, it kind of feels like a cheap free-to-play version of Warcraft 3. I mean, okay, clearly it's not. I mean, it's not the same core mechanic, but just the look and feel, <laughs> just, so, it kind of, it, it definitely just made me think that. So are you building bases? No, no, no. It's, okay. it's, it's a MOBA. It's completely League of Legends, Dota 2, all those, you know, but from a, with a Blizzard twist, you know, to make they simplify things. Um, and, it, and, you know, honestly, it feels, you have a mount, you mount up. It feels like a mixture between, they, they took some concepts from WoW, they took, you know, the, the general Dota concept, and, um, you know. Right, right. You've got like Azrael from like Diablo yeah, fighting so a space you know, Terran space marine. Yeah, I mean that's kind of fun, I guess. I and mean, they play with that. I mean, the little tutorial you, um, your, your, um, what's his name, Rainer, Jim Rainer, uh, running around with um, Uther the Lightbringer. You know, oh. so you know it's just this whole thing, and 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 Jim keeps going, "What's going on? What am I doing here?" And Uther's like, "You're overthinking this." And so, <laughs> so that was fair enough. <laughs> this was like, yeah, okay. They're clearly they're. They're riffing on that a little bit, having a good time with it, but I don't know. I I didn't stay in it long. I the, clearly they want you to spend money. Um, it's it's no. kind of fun, I guess, but um, it just it just feels like okay, it, it'd be better for me if I could just just tell me pay twenty dollars and enjoy this game rather than oh we're gonna dangle this carrot out here. You can spend twenty dollars for a set of cards or a set of guys or whatever. So I don't know. I just I guess it's just the taint of free to play has uh, made it. Not enjoyable. I, and I think we've established none of us here at this table are MOBA people. No. Even even if it is like a right, blizzard right. themed one or yeah. something like Yeah, no, that's the only reason I and I try I've tried all of them. I tried Dota Two, I tried League of Legends, um and you know, I I really didn't get very far in any of them. But you know, this one I, I was just curious because I've always enjoyed Blizzard games. Well, I'll give it a try. Yeah, no, it's no different from the rest of them. They're definitely going for the same type of game. So yeah. nothing, nothing's grabbing you, nothing's keeping you there? It's really not. I'm sure for some people it's just the best thing since sliced bread, but yeah, not for me. Who did you play as? I like mean, just Jim Rayner. I got oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if I mentioned, I got through the tutorial. <laughs> that is oh. all. I did not give it any more of a chance. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure everyone that's who's listening to this just thinks I'm terrible. That's a little bit biased. Yeah. We might have to beat you up. Okay. No, I couldn't. I, I, I don't know where I'm going with I, this. I don't know where I, I know I couldn't pull the anger here. from, yeah. Well, hey, guys. We've all had very lazy weekends, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Did, except Sam, who apparently went outside for a little bit. I mowed the grass, but other than that. I'm laid in your hammock. I haven't put it together yet. Wow, it's, it's lying. In, it's in pieces in my backyard. How did you make that sound <laughs> erotic and creepy at the same time, Tyler? <laughs> Just how I am. Eriki. Yep. That's how I deal with women. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, hey, how about some news, guys? Yeah. All right. Um, I want to throw out some comic book stuff, even though it's a comic book movie, but shut up. Um, mainly because I, I've had to budget better these days, and unfortunately due to, I'm calling it, a bit, for me, a bit of a lull in comics because I'm reading some of the uh, Secret Wars events comics going on. All right, mm-hmm. on. But they, they come out very, they take a while to come out. So like Fair the ones I'm reading or they haven't come out this week. I think they come out next week. So yeah, comics have been the thing I've taken a bit of a slide back on. But uh, hey, how about this? You guys remember that Killing Joke uh, movie I, s- I talked about? Yeah, uh-huh. I think during our E3 pod, I told you about it, Sam. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, some wizard named Alan wrote it. Right? Yes, <laughs> a, yeah. a magical wizard who yeah. worships a sock, who's a Roman god of sex. Mental uh, illness is a that's sad, what he sad does. Thing. Yep. So, when I say animated Batman, you guys get a general voice in your head, right? Mm-hmm. From Batman couple, animated couple series. Of them. Yeah. yeah. What if I say animated Joker? Oh, there's only one voice. Y- you are damn right, the, sir. The, the voice. And that voice. It is Mark Wahlberg. Yes. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. No. Marky Mark. Hey, Batman. Why are you stealing my stuff? <laughs> Put it down. <laughs> Come on, Batman. Yeah. Uh, no, Mark Hamill is coming back to do the voice of the Joker for the Killing Joke animated film. I got giddy about that. That's awesome. As anyone should. I, he did say after Arkham City he was done with the Joker voice. But did not did I not hear that he was involved in Arkham Knight as well? I haven't played it. I don't know. No, there is uh, some other guy who I will credit as a, he's a pretty damn good surrogate he, okay. for Mark okay. Hamill Joker. He did. This Fair is the enough. gentleman that did the voice in Batman Origins. Yes, and I played that one, and it wasn't terrible. Okay, but cool. when, but in all honesty, just I'm so spoiled when I hear an animated Joker. 
I want to hear Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. I just do. Fair he enough. does it too well. He does. It's good to hear. I don't know if this is coming from the fact that this is like one of the more critically acclaimed Batman stories. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I don't know if he got I'd the say. interest in this or if they just came to him and said, what is this going to take? Like, I think probably a little bit of both. Um, a lot of the news that came out about, um, feel free to jump in if I'm wrong, about him and Kevin Conroy leaving basically the Arkham series is that they could basically more or less tell that it was starting to go downhill because Rocksteady was just starting to factory churn these things out. Well, now, now real quick, it's important to say that they did not make Origins, which is widely okay. looked at as kind of like the, the poor right. child of the series. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, the little interview blurbs I'd seen, I mean, Hamill pretty much said, you know, very unbegrudgingly not bitter that it was just time for him to hang it up and hand it off to someone else. So I think it is part and parcel them saying, we're going to give you a dump truck full of money to yeah. do this because we know it's going to return itself very very easily well him doing especially for a story that I, everyone i think generally likes the story of the killing joke yeah and i think a lot of people read a little too much into it oh yes but absolutely. Even, even when the author himself has said guys it's a batman story i really didn't put too much symbolism or anything into it little side news on Alan Moore when we're done talking about The Killing Joke. I, I want, you mentioned You him. know what? Right, Sam, do you have anything to add to this? I was just going to say I loved Mark Hamill in The Flash. He came back as a trickster. Yes, he's that the was trickster, really wasn't cool. he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, just like in the original show. Yep. Yeah. He has been the fun. trickster in both Flash incarnations. Heck yeah. Good for him. So so I'm always up for some more. Uh, hang on, hang on. Breaking Alan Moore news. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's how every Alan Moore story. <laughs> the Butcher of Northampton. I'd say that is the essence of it, yeah. So he recently did an interview with, a, it was some British newspaper. I want to say it's The Guardian for some reason. That might just be sure. like placebo placement. They get all the scoops. He more or less says, and we'll see how long he sticks to this, that he is, he's done. He's absolutely done being a public figure. He's pretty much at his wit's end about, as he puts it, how fucking depressed he is at where the superhero culture has come in terms of more or less saying that he thinks a bunch of grown men amassing themselves as much as they do in the superhero culture is absolutely fucking ridiculous because, as he puts it philosophically, it means that they are more willing to not look at their own problems and try to emasculate themselves and vicariously live through these heroes because these heroes accomplish shit in their life and these guys don't. So he wouldn't so, like me. Wow. Yeah. So he was. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty forward about saying how. Um, and it was also in lieu to some recent article about how he writes about women being victimized and his comics are too violent and he's just he's basically like, what the fuck are you talking about like look at news and movies. I was like, I'm not trendsetting in any way about the way that pulp medium has been going in the last 30 years. So he more or less has kind of folded his arms and saying, yeah, I'm not going to do any more public appearances, speaking appearances. I'm, I'm pretty much just apathetically done. So if I'm walking, if I'm walking the streets of Northamptonshire, I should not expect to run into. No. And the funny thing is, is I saw an interview that he did years ago and it looked like it, like some kid was doing this for his like college project. They were like in some like AV room sitting at a table with, of course, the placed, you know, issues of like Watchmen, League of Stories. And it was like a five part interview. And it was one of the best, I guess, celebrity interviews I've ever said. He was very jovial. The guy was asking him questions about what he thought about Super. It was almost like not Alan Moore talking hmm. in a way. It was like, this is the happiest I think I've ever seen Alan Moore talk it's like about. If you interview anything. him at the right time of day, he's a different yeah. person or something. But so, yeah, again, if anyone's a big Alan Moore fan, they probably are, are able to interpret the situation better than I can. I just thought it was interesting how. You know, I guess he's done being the scapegoat and having to explain himself, so he's... Yeah, I mean... You know, whatever, he, done, whatever that means. He's won the awards in his, his industry. He's written the stories. I think he can do what he wants. He doesn't have to do anything else with his career. All, although, Mr. Moore, if you would like to make another season of Top Ten, I would really love you for that. That was a great series. Yep. Um. All right, well, there we go. Alan Moore, don't look for him in Northampton. Which is a shame. I read he did a lot of good charity work there. I hope that continues. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let's just get the, all the rest of our comic book news out there. I am going to butcher this name as I say it. So, uh, g- Oh, Sam, I thought of you with this one, by the way. Okay. 
So, you know, Legends of Tomorrow. Ooh, ooh. Oh, is, yeah. Is, is there an umlaut in this name? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm still going to screw it up. Okay. Uh, they got a Hawkman. Okay. Carter Hall will be played by Falk Hinch, Hinchel. Falk Hinchel. You know what Falk rhymes with? What's that? Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably how he got the role. Hawk Garrett. So uh, he has been in... So I had no clue who this gentleman was. The movies I could find that I maybe knew him from was Transcendence. That was the movie where Johnny Depp became Skynet. Oh, yes. Yeah, and it was, it was bad. about that. It was bad. Everyone hated it. And A White House Down, which I did not see. There were two of those movies at the same time, kind of like Apocalypse one, and One was the Deep comedy Impact. one, and one was the serious one. I couldn't yeah. tell the difference. I didn't know either. I think Olympus I think Olympus Has Fallen was the serious one, and White House Down was the more like, I'm a president with a rocket launcher. The system is down. Quiet, strong, bad. We don't have the rights to that. Uh, but no, so there you go. You've got a Hawkman in uh, Legends of Tomorrow. That could be interesting. I have no idea what they'll do with it. But uh, Well, you know. I mean, he's going to be Carter Hall. So, yeah, I mean, they're clearly going to do the we're Hawk, Hawk Girl, Hawkman. We're going to do the Hawk Girl, Hawkman. You know, oh, we're Thanagarians who showed up during the Egyptian times. Right. And they keep getting reincarnated. Hmm. I will say this. There's a lot of characters in Legends of Tomorrow. There really is, and I'm still kind I think my excitement for it's waned just a little bit. Yeah. I want to see something now. Like well, when is the, I guess, official like launch of yeah. the, the show? That's like, a good question. I don't know. I think a few months, maybe? Yeah, I know that before it comes out, uh, at least Arrow will be back, and I assume Flash as well, uh, because they are going to do some lead-in. I know that... Um, um, White Canary is going to be brought back to life in Arrow, not in Legends of Tomorrow. So they're going to address that because, you know, that was the whole, that was a bit of the thrust of the last season was her being dead. And, oh, she's back to life. So, All right. Um, well, so hang on. I pulled this up here. Uh, it's going to debut during the 2016 CW okay. season. Okay. So we're going to have a full season of Arrow or maybe a half season, whatever it is, of Arrow and Flash before, right. uh, before it. So. I, I mean, I the two characters I'm most excited about seeing in this are Rip Hunter. Because I just always loved Rip Hunter and, um, oh, goodness. I'm going to hate that. I forgot his name, but I did. And we're going to continue from that. Captain uh, Cold? No. Because Captain Cold is freaking awesome. I, oh, I do love <laughs> me some Captain Cold. <laughs> I just love that he flipped it. He flipped on the jukebox to, to cold, your cold as ice. And wow. uh, Vandal Savage, a villain that, oh, yeah. a villain yeah, that I think with, with, again, who can be written well. And I, I don't know. I've always enjoyed the idea of a villain like Vandal Savage. Those are the two I'm really looking forward to, but at this point, I, I'm tired of being teased a little bit. And yeah, when it comes to comics, I've always, I've, I guess, I've always been kind of glad there's a Hawkman, but I've never been that interested. Oh, likewise. In him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Hawk Girl was always more interesting to me. Well, I, I actually, I mean, like you look at Justice League Unlimited, and uh, I've always thought she was a really interesting character in that. Yeah, no, they I, did a great, did some interesting stuff. I agree. She's pretty badass in uh, Injustice as a yeah. character. Oh, true. Randomly. It was also one of those like true. I know very little, and I was like, I'm. Probably one of my better characters I played with. I think you whipped my ass with her at least once. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great night. That was. I actually wish that I knew less about their their backstory because to me the whole and I I'm not trying to knock anyone that's a Hawkman Hawk woman girl fan. I just the whole thing of hey we're being constantly reincarnated through time to find each other and sometimes I know you and you don't know me and blah blah blah. It just got te- there's been stories about it that get tedious, and that's why yeah. I like Justice League Unlimited. It kind of flipped that on its head, where she was, uh, who was she with? Was it was it Green Lantern? It was, uh, yeah, Green Lantern. So I just thought that was cool. I was, uh, you know, he, and Carter was still like, "You're my long lost love," and she's just kind of like, "Nah, I don't care." <laughs> that thought was fun. So the the Wonder Adventures podcast stands firm that Hawk Girl is the bee's knees. Yes. Heck yeah. Well, anyway, the the gentleman, good old Falk, I can't pronounce his name to save my life, <laughs> but we got a Hawkman. And speaking of having a Hawkman, I know you guys were real worried about Hitchbot. Oh, man. I'm just you shaking <laughs> my head that so I was like, I have no idea what he's going to start talking about. It has nothing to do with flight. You, you guys were worried about Hitchbot. I had forgotten about Hitchbot until the, the, until the, murder. the uh, headline came about. You mean the brutal beheading? Yeah, the... Uh, Should have never gone to Philly, man. So <laughs> the city of brotherly love hates robots. That's a terrible place. So to our fellow say, uh, uh, listeners, we watched the video of uh, Hitchbot. Oh, hang, hang on, can we explain who Hitchbot is? Uh, yeah, go ahead. So it's there, there is a. I think calling him a robot's a bit generous. He he is a robot, but he's basically a barrel, uh, yep. like a like a barrel with some pipes connected to him with gloves and wellies on. 
And they connected a glorified, like, a, kind of a recording device and a yeah. Bluetooth it, and a tracker it, it to his head. A pretty primordial, like, talking response uh, Basically, go it. ahead and just look up a picture of Hitchbot. You'll see the face I'm talking about and all that. But essentially, this was something. What did they do? They placed him on the side of the road, and they just said, like, hey, get me to Quebec. It was. It's basically an altruism project Yeah, is what it was, like. In, and I forget how long this thing's been floating around, like almost well, a year. Right, yeah, yeah, they were trying to see how uh, people would interact with the robot. Yeah, well, he, he went through Canada yep. without a scratch. Went like through he made, Europe without a Well, trouble. no, he went through Germany and yeah. then the Netherlands. And he made it, like, I think they just said on the side of him, they have, like, a destination, like, get me here. Yeah. And he made it, all three of those places. Well, he started his journey in America and New made York. Made it, like, 150 miles per two, two weeks he in America. Seemed, he seemed to make it from New York down to uh, like Boston. Yeah, down to kind of the Boston area. And then he went to Philly. Should never should have gone to Philly. Well, Tyler, d- we did see this alle- I'm going to say alleged because I, d- I didn't I didn't see him in the video. And again, I think that the video is incriminating only because we can assume that there's probably some high-tech tracking device in this. There and was. They could, yeah. And yeah. they could like yeah. geo-coordinate where this thing was to the surveillance footage. So you don't actually I guess see Anything happening to Hitchbot, but basically the the perpetrator, who I think I don't know if they've identified the guy yet. Um, he's dressed out like he goes to Affliction bars. Yeah, that's, that's his dress yeah, attire. Yeah. So it already looks like a guy that, that would like that would kind of yeah, the guy that would shit on a project list. Yeah, he basically goes American History X on Hitchbot. Oh like, yeah, curb stomps him into it. Looks like some brownstone stairwell. And, and then we saw the picture of him after the fact, headless legs thrown all over the place. Oh no, no, the arm, the legs were still attached. The arms were ripped off. No, he yeah. basically was the equivalent of Bishop in Alien Three. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that, that was he. He got Bishop, and we still don't know where his head is. I kind of, I kind of, <laughs> <Yeah>. I kind of <laughs> wonder What's if that? if he just looked up at the man while stomping, just like I'll, why I'll don't you, you love? I'll tell you where his head is. It's right up uh, above the cabinets where that douchebag keeps all his graveyard bottles, <laughs> like his his fireball and his oh my his Jaeger collection. That, that's where the head is. Here, here's my question: Would you proudly mount a Hitchbot head? In your home? No. That's just that's, <laughs> that's sick. horrible. Like only in Philadelphia. So so yeah, Hitchbot made it two weeks in America and, and he on his official Twitter he did post Yeah, I, he tweeted after his death. I, <laughs> I guess bad things can happen to good robots, but don't worry, I still love humanity. <laughs> just not Philadelphians. <laughs> So congratulations, Philadelphia. You love your brothers, but you hate your robots. Well, there is uh, a little bit of a happy ending to this. Is there? Mentioned. So, and this is probably as easy as a Google search to figure out this group's name. They're apparently a Philadelphia-based like hacker group that have talked with the the owners of Hitchbot. I think they're Canadian, Canada. Yeah. But um, they've pretty much said, yeah, we'll we'll chip in and and fix Hitchbot and get this journey going again. Awesome. So Hitchbot is not dead officially. He is. Fair enough. He is out. He's still tweeting, but not out. So. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep up a bit more with Hitchbot yeah. if this continues because it's it's intrigued me. And you know what? I'm I, hoping I find Hitchbot on my travels. I, yeah, I will put him go. on my yeah, bike. Yeah, you're about to I'd leave. Pick him up. Yeah, man. Yeah, if you do, Tyler, you need oh, to have a. It'll be a so fucking glorious with Hitchbot. Oh, he's going the whole way with me. <laughs> I'm not dropping him off anywhere. I Good would. Call. Um, I read. Good I call. saw an article that was like Hitchbot's just a pile of garbage and no one should care. And you know what, sir? You're exactly right, actually. But it enough about your mother. Let's talk <laughs> about Hitchbot. <laughs> it, it is just a... But you know what? It's a fun thing, and it's a shame that someone felt like they needed to stomp him. Yeah. I, I, again, it, it it really, to me, comes all together when you see the video and how this guy's dressed. Everyone knows this guy. Yep. At some point in their life, they've met this guy. You've oh, seen yeah. this guy in a bar and thought, he yeah. wants to fight me. You you have <laughs> been yeah. handed... Along with everyone else in this bar. You have been handed a beer by this guy at a kegger at some time in your life. Yeah. This or this gentleman has taken a beer from you, one or the other. Mm-hmm. Well, Hitchbot, you're you're no Cecil the Lion, but you stole some headlines. You're in our hearts, Hitchbot. And speaking of being in our hearts, I lied when I said I was out of comic book movie stuff. Okay. So this <laughs> is this is this came out today, and uh, it yeah, in, it, did. it involves everyone's favorite pool that involves death. I'm talking about Deadpool, the Merc with the mouth, the Merc with the mouth. The I can't remember any of his other monikers. The revolting. Did you guys ever play the game? Came out recently. No. I picked it up. I kind of want to. I actually never played it. I I just I love the fact that the company it was eight hours long, and then the company's like, you know what? Eh, We're reducing the price. Sorry for being sorry. Yeah. 
I did hear he has some great interactions with Cable in that game, though. Huh. But for those of you who did not see, they released a trailer announcing the Deadpool trailer. A trailer for the trailer. A yes. trailer for the trailer. It is. Uh, you can go ahead and watch it, but for it's those glorious. of you who are too lazy to look it up, it's Deadpool talking in a very movie-like voice. Uh, and he's sitting in a big armchair, and he tries to smoke a pipe, but he can't because his mask is on. <laughs> He's breaking the fourth wall with a sledgehammer and a bulldozer. And that's exactly uh, what yeah. he needs to do. Uh, you know, this pod will be out tonight, or, well, Monday night. But, uh, you know, if you're listening to this the next day, check out the Deadpool trailer. If you're listening to it not the next day, check it out anyway. It's been out for a while. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? A trailer announcing a trailer. So if the trailer for tomorrow is what was leaked from Comic-Con, it's going to be fantastic i i agree because um, oh, yeah. i've already seen that trailer someone smuggled it out right it's and and it would actually, I'm, I'm excited for the movie and it would actually justify a little bit of their anger over it being leaked because they had planned this you know fun yeah. joke before and the that trailer. explains why they didn't do like warner brothers did and just go ahead and release it you yeah know, warner brothers released that stern letter like you ruined it for everybody so here's the trailer again I'm, i have some mixed feelings behind that because for something this high profile did they really think no one was going to bring a right, cell phone yeah. camera in i'm sure like, they knew but i don't know whatever yeah, I think it's I think it's inevitable. Yeah, and the word leak does not mean what it used to anymore. No, but it's a fun. Little it was thi- still fun though. I mean, I, I would have loved to see the seen the pre trailer anyway. It yeah, was great. it's a fun little thing to do. And uh, again, they're really sticking with their Deadpool guns here. I, I think I'm already a Deadpool fan. I think everyone here is. Oh I think, yeah. I think with this movie, there's going to be a lot more Deadpool fans. Oh sure, sure, sure. I think this is going to be the uh, what would be a good equipment. Uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy, something yeah. that's not not as obscure, but something that people would guess like maybe heard about, but they're like, oh wow, I actually want to look into this character group a little bit more. I think that's how it's going to be with Deadpool. Like I'll people have seen him, but not really known. I also about him. I also like the fact in the trailer they mentioned that this is from this movie is from the same studio that brought you this character with his mouth sewn shut. Yeah. So there's uh, what was it? X Men Wolver- Wolverine Origins. Yeah, yeah, Wolverine Origins. What a terrible movie. Yeah, this it is this is shit. like Fox saying, "Hey, Fox, you suck." <laughs> sign <laughs> sign Fox. <laughs> Basically. That's a very Fox esque yeah, thing to do. I think. Yeah. Fox is just beating itself. Just up. like funding mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane for constantly. Yeah. <laughs> all the shit yeah. he talks uh, about. Dude, uh, the Simpsons for twenty years. The Simpsons have been shitting on true. Fox for decades. That also is true. true. Yeah. The difference being, it's in their contract they get to do that. All that true, true, true. <laughs> well, let's have one more little uh, round about the video game fire before we uh, put the water into the fire there and rest for the night. We're sleeping in here, by the way. We're, we're gonna light something on fire. No here? one's we're, leaving. We're cowboys, like <laughs> until you hear the coyotes of despair howling in the night. Wait, why do they have to be coyotes of despair? What about? There's the, no more fire, Garrett, and it's getting cold. What about the coyote of happiness? There is no such thing. Fair enough. I'm, and that's your coyote update right there. Coyotes are wild animals, Garrett. <laughs> but they can be loved, Sam. They can bite you and give you rabies. Can they? I'm sure. Well, now I'm scared of coyotes. Thanks. That. <laughs> so there's a two games coming out that I want to announce to everyone. Again, we don't mean to be biased towards PlayStation, but it's kind of what the majority. Work with what you have. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. what the majority of us own, so that's what we go with. Uh, hey, remember when I was talking about Journey in Santa Monica Studios earlier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the payoff. There's a game coming out, the 11th, that I've really been looking forward to, and it's called Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Now, I, th- I th- here's the thing with the game. I think it means they've literally gone to the rapture. They've not gone to, like, a rapture party or the city in the, Bioshock. The sounds like a doo-wop. Yes. <laughs> hey there, Tyler. Everyone's gone to the rapture. What's that? Doo-wop-ba-ba. Do up, do up, ba Someone was supposed to join in oh, with the sorry. harmony. This is this is the wor- this is the worst doo-wop group hey, I've ever listen. been a part of. Anyway, everybody's gone. I, I just thought of like Celine Dion doing jazz. I don't know, beatboxing. <laughs> uh, not doo-wop at all. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. What, when you said that, that's just all that popped into my head. So what? I just wisely like, kept my mouth shut. I, I was thinking of Conway Toys singing a song, and all of a sudden I had Kanye West come in my head. Kanye Something <laughs> completely are, not a segue. Those are right more genre. connected, it's I think. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Hey, hey, everybody's gone to the rapture. I'm so sorry I brought that up. <laughs> 
Um, it seems to be, from what I can tell, and I could be completely wrong, it looks to be like a missed gone home kind of game. May, I think there's more to it than those. Well, and I think you, I mean, it looked like in the trailer there was actually like someone, like a, a silhouette standing there. So I think you like interact with these ghosts or in some way yeah, or something. Yeah, I, I'm basically basing this on the studio itself with the with the performance record they have for very entertaining artistic games and the trailer was beautiful yeah, it was it was pretty yeah. i mean this might be i mean i don't think they're tying this into their media strategy but this november the second season of the leftovers continues on hbo which if you haven't seen it it's basically what would happen if the rapture happened to modern times right so are you enjoying that have you been watching yes and um this was kind of like a good and a bad thing, not to get off track, but no, you're fine. No, yeah, I've Damon, not seen it. I saw previews. So I was interested. Damon Lindelof was one of the big writers for it, and if that name's familiar, he's pretty much the guy that was in charge of writing for Lost. And you can make that something you want to shake his hand for, or the drive a knife into his monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was in charge for one of the some of the better parts and the absolute atrociousness of the ending. You can hate me all you want. Fair the ending enough. was terrible to that show. Yeah. I don't um, think many people are going to disagree with you there. So it was kind of, and there are hints of that in the show. Like it does kind of go into a nice hypothetical of like, okay, well, what would Homeland Security be like if this happened in modern times? What would life insurance policies be like? I mean, like legitimate, how would faith be? Like if, you know, people of, because they deal with the things like it's completely random that people disappear. It's everything from like a priest to these like, lifelong pedophiles disappearing. So, of course, that's bringing people Fair like, enough. why did why did they disappear and why didn't they? So, the second season starts in November. Hmm. So, I, the rapture is the end thing kind of right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I don't really know why when you said what's Homeland Security like. I just imagine like one dude sitting at a desk like, oh, no. They actually started a new department on the show. I think it's called, they call them departures in the show and they're basically all about trying to Futilely find these people because. Oh, okay, you can't. so so it's not just like one dude who's like mole man from The Simpsons. Like, no, I'm in no. charge. My feet hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's Homeland Security, folks. <laughs> um, I, all right, so everyone's gone to the Rapture. A neat name and a neat concept. Yeah, so, I'll probably get it. Yeah, give it a look I'm on intrigued. the 11th. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a winner before it disappears. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? But uh, you've mentioned, I, I doubt it, but no. <laughs> you've already betrayed. It would make sense from a commercial standpoint. You've already betrayed me by mentioning Conway Twitty, so we are, no, okay. <laughs> we are done Ladies here. and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty. Oh, I will punch you. <laughs> I'm only saying that out of hair envy. I will, I will fly across this table I like a lead panther. I know you will. All right, well, one last game to, to give up, and this one comes later in the month. August 25th is the release date. A game I've really been wa I, I want this game to be something that I'm afraid it's not going to be, mm -hmm. but they're making it out to be. Yeah. It's a little game called Until Dawn. So how many times have you been watching your average slasher flick? Let's say your Friday the 13th, your, uh, your uh, what else can we name here, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. your... How many times have you been watching one of those and you're like, man, these kids are dumb. Like, I could, you know, cor I c watch the stoner there. What a loser. Like Now I you can be the screaming black lady in the movie theater. There you go. Bitch, don't go in there. <laughs> okay. And you get I to, won't. And you get to control what they do. No, this seems, this game is advertised as you are the group of teenagers that are, I think they're in a cabin. In the woods. I like, was about to say, I feel like I already got this out of my system with the cabin in the woods. <laughs> but again, that's a movie. Oh yeah, no, that's what I'm the, saying. This is the, same, the, uh, the interactive experience. It, it kind of looked like Far Cry, but in a horror movie. It it had some, and I hope those graphics. Of course, I don't expect all the graphics in a preview to be the game graphics. Mm -hmm. I hope those kind of are. They looked pretty good. Yeah, but um, you're you're in control of the group of teens, and it's that scenario where oh, we're in the cabin, and oh, the power's out, and I think the trailer has them go to the basement, of course, to try to reset the fuse box, like you do. And uh, then the killer shows up, and it's up to you to, I, I think, survive until dawn. Like I said, I've been following this game here and there I enough to where I've s they've shown some pictures of the killer, and it's a, it's a dude in a mask, of course, but it does look pretty creepy. So do you have any sense of how the decision system is going to be in terms of, like, very, like, indigo prophecy, heavy rain-oriented, or more, like, Bioware, Jade Empire, Mass Effect-style type decision-making? I have no idea. Yeah. I've I've only been watching some of the preview trailers because I kind of don't want to spoil that. Sure. This is going to be one of those games where I'm buying no matter what. 
and I hope I'm going to enjoy it. Okay. Cool. I can kind of only see it going maybe the Heavy Rain Indigo Prophecy way, but I could be completely wrong. I, I can't see it being like a Telltale game, though, where all you do is make some dialogue choices. It didn't look like it from the preview. No, it really didn't. There was a lot of action, yeah. a lot of running. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you one thing, that dude with the glasses... He's dying. Oh yeah. I'm I'm just oh, I'm, yeah. I'm having him stand out in the open and just like, I don't know, do the Macarena or something. He's going down. Fair enough. Unless of course he's like the, the nerd guy, then I guess I need to keep him alive. Side note, that was actually one of my more favorite little tropes about the Evil Dead remake. Oh yeah? Well, spoiler alert, Sam. <laughs> There's like fifty thousand times in that movie where you think he's dead and he's not. Like he's impossible to kill until Oh, very good. Something very final, and you're like, I don't, I still don't know if he's dead or not. <laughs> so, because hey. he's the guy with glasses yeah. in the horror movie. Hey, that's, ah, a, that's okay. Cabin in the Woods, they had the stoner live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think he lives until the evil. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, sorry. You just say he lives. Sorry. Just hey, Sam. Spoiler noise. <laughs> I'm going to isolate that. I think he lives until the evil gods that watch over us come forth and kill everybody. That was a weird movie. I yes. love that movie. No, yes. no, I mean, I enjoyed it, it, but it was a weird movie. It was. It took a turn, I would say. I'm glad we got to see the merfolk. <laughs> yeah. But you, dear listener, do not have to see the merfolk, nor do you have to deal with them. I, I think that's a... Ge- <coughs> Gentlemen, is that all we have for today? <coughs> quite that wraps up our uh, palaver for the evening. I dare say. <laughs> quite right, quite right. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? Winifred Blonafort. <laughs> With that being said, dear listener, you don't have to listen to our horrible British gentleman sounds anymore. Conversation. I'm leaving that one behind. Earls, Garrett. We're Earls. We are Earls. You don't have to listen to that anymore, but we would really appreciate it if you're listening to us on iTunes, if you'd maybe rate us. We could certainly use some ratings just basically to make ourselves feel better. Or if you want to make us feel worse, we'll take that as well. Just a small drop of self-esteem in my very dry well of... Self-loathing. Do you <laughs> Thank see, you. Do you see, folks? Do you want to make Tyler happy? Well, you know what you need to do. Don't make me too happy or this show will get really boring. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you wouldn't mind, give us a wee rating on iTunes. We'd always appreciate it. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, are we doing something right? Are we doing something wrong? Should we talk in stuffy British accents the entire time? Should we start? Please, the, God, no. Should we start that doo-wop group we've been hinting at? Why don't you email us? That's uh. <laughs> podcast at wanderadventures.com the email address sam what was that email address podcast at wanderingadventures.com oh thank you uh, hitcher bot i didn't <laughs> know you showed up good to have you here and alive it's good to be alive garrett <laughs> so pod- fuck philadelphia my quest is revenge no longer the journey <laughs> That's pod- I will go kill Chad <laughs> in Philadelphia. <laughs> I will kill all Philadelphians. Oh, bring a question up for... Sorry, Philadelphia, if you're listening. Br- bring a I'm qu- not sorry. <laughs> bring a question up for Hitcherbot. He's apparently going to be here a while. A uh, podcast at wanderingadventures.com. And as, as it's that time of night, Tyler, thank you. Thank you, Garrett. And Sam, thank you. It's been fun. And with your donations, we can all get tote back. No, no, no. That's all we have to say here at Wandering Adventures. Tune in next week for a bit more wandering, a bit more adventuring, and maybe just a touch of magic. Bye-bye.